Welcome, everybody. We are here with Colin McDuff from The Gallant Few, which is a podcast that covers Rangers FC, which, as you all may know by now, we have acquired Scott Arfield, who played for Rangers FC and was a Canadian national. Colin's going to be here to kind of shed some light on the type of player Scott was and you know what we have to look forward to and where he might fit uh, in Charlotte FC. Colin, welcome. Hi, Nick. Hi, listeners. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, pleasure to you know, speak to some listeners across the pond. Um, but I'm looking forward to hopefully giving a little bit of an insight into Scott Arfield, a player I'm a big, big fan of. What I want to guess ask first is, how are the Rangers taking, you know, how are they able to let Scott go? I know he wasn't a, a full-time starter uh, at this stage in his career, but, you know, he had some minutes, quality minutes. How are they able to let him go? So probably to add a, a little bit of context, uh, Rangers are in a big transition period right now. Obviously, we've had a couple of different managers over the last two years, Stephen Gerrard and then Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Michael Beale joined um, halfway through last season and we are seeing, you know, we've had a squad built around the same core group of players which have been there for maybe five or six years and it really is time to bring some new blood and a bit of freshness into the into the squad. So, Michael Beale's had the really tough decision to, you know, move on probably more players than what he would have liked in the one transfer window and to we've got a lot of players tied into long-term contracts which ultimately we, we, we can move on so we've had to take a hit on players coming to the end of the contract and ultimately Scott Arfield was one of them so he was one of the um, five players who had a, a bit of a swan song in the last home game of the season and you know I think you know it, there was maybe some mixed feelings um, towards some of the players who were moving on, the likes of Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Ken, maybe a wee bit of resentment there. With Scott Arfield, it probably was the more emotional one uh, because I think he has a big, big character for the club and for the fan base, but it really was a decision between the club and the player. You know, if um, we had an unlimited budget, probably would have liked to have kept Scott Arfield on, but I think for the player himself, he sees himself being more than just a you know starting one every three games type of player, he wants to go and try and get more regular football, and I don't think the club could have offered him that. Um, so it was a you know bittersweet. It's nice for the player to kind of move on and yeah, he's um, hopefully achieved his ambitions elsewhere. But uh, sorry, loss for the club. Yeah, so right now he's in the states pending medical approval. He will join the club. Um, for those who don't know, Scott, Scott's a midfielder. Can you kind of tell us what type of player he is now? Because, you know, you can see highlights from earlier in his career, but for the last, I guess, four or five years for the Rangers, uh, which do pretty well in the premiership. However, it seems like uh, they've been around second place kind of every year, um, not not quite a, at the top there. Tell me what kind of player he is in that midfield. Yeah, so when we talk about the different midfield positions, he uh, Rangers have typically typically played with a three man midfield. You know, you've got your anchor, um, your your number six position we call it over here. You have your number eight and then your number ten. Uh, Scott Arfield typically in between the number eight and number ten, he brings so much energy into the midfield. Um, and you know he can cover so much ground even at the age of thirty four. He's approaching now. He's just done thirty four. Even for Rangers last season, 
he just adds so much energy to the game. And that is something that Rangers have lacked. And I think, um, you know, I think it's testament to Scott Arfield as a professional, how how well he keeps in shape and you know how how strong his legs are. Um, you know, he's been playing for near on 20 years now at a very high level. Um, what what Scrafield does have that no one else really has in, had in the Rangers squad, and I think we need to replace, and I think it'll be a very, very good addition for Charlotte, it's the timing of the run from midfield. So ultimately, he's more of an attacking midfielder, but not quite your traditional number 10 where he'll, he'll be the playmaker and he'll receive the ball and he'll go either way and he'll play through the lines. He, he's he's got excellent timings with his runs. Um, he'll go beyond the strikers, and it's you know he, it's so many of Scott Arfield's goals has be has came because he's he's seen the the play to inspire ahead of him, but he's held the run. He's not went too early. He's just held at the last minute, and then the last minute he arrives at the edge of the box when you know out of nowhere, and you you will get so much space to take his shot. He's so it's it's uh and. Football intelligence that he has, you know, and from the years playing in the Premier League, that's what you do develop, and he has such a clever, clever player um, going forward. Yeah, I think that's what Charlotte likes about him is two things you mentioned. One, his his energy and his motor, especially at that midfield. They want a midfielder that has that kind of energy, but also somebody that can can fulfill those gaps and see that stuff intelligence-wise ahead of time and be able to to attack. You know, definitely some some strengths there for Charlotte to have a more attacking midfielder in that. How would you say he is in the final third as far as like dribbling, passing? Um, you obviously talked about space. He's able to find that. But do, do we see him as someone who can who can make things happen on his own in the final third? Or is it more relying on others? I think um, he does rely on the link-up play with um, strikers or the number 10s. Um, he's not... He's not quite your your dribbler. Um, he's not going to pick the ball up at the halfway line and get to the byline. Um, he is really. It's more of the, you know, the late runs or the link up play. You know, the kind of one two touch passing. But he's not really a dribbler. But he does link up well with um, playing through the lines. You know, you know, receiving the ball from midfield, getting a sharp ball either out wide or into the striker, and receiving the ball as well. So not quite a dribbler. Um, he definitely has its. Um, you know, I, I find where he's maybe struggled in the past in Rangers is when we've not really had a, a prolific um, striker mm-hmm. number nine. We relied heavily on Alfredo Morelos and then Jermaine Defoe. If they were unavailable, that's probably where Scott Arfield was ineffective, you know, because he does need um, he does need somebody to link up with, well with and somebody not just that has a talent, somebody who can be in the same wavelength as him as well. Do you feel like he still has that ability to to crank out a shot from from post eighteen and be on the numbers, or is that also something that he's not necessarily a strength? No, it's it probably comes a we've probably got to start version on the reason why myself and many many Rangers fans fell in love with Scott Arfield. Um, the on on the the second question there, uh, does he have the ability to take a shot? Or you know, it's probably not the ability. I want to speak about it's the confidence. Um, Scott Arfield. Has he's on the right? He's on the right uh, side of the fence between confidence and cockiness. Um, he's virgin on cockiness. He's got a lot of swagger. 
he's, he does believe in his own ability and he will take a shot um, from outside the box. And you know, more often than not, it will be on target. Sometimes they will hit the rose head and they stand behind him, but that won't ever put him off. If he does fluff a chance, um, he will step back up for the next one. And again, it's it's never going to be an issue. Will he, will he hesitate or not? Um, that is one of his strengths. Um, he, he does still have the ability to, you know, get goals. I think, he, you know, you know, I can think he like five, six goals he popped up with last season, and he, he was a bit part player. Um, and you know, I think that is something he's going to get goals for Charlotte, definitely. Nice. How do you feel like him as a defender and in transition on the defensive side? Yeah. So Scott Arfield has a lot of aggression, but controlled aggression and. That probably got a verge on the way of such a big player for Rangers. So with that, with that confidence in his own ability, he 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 really enjoys a dog fight. You know, he's a good player as well. But when the chips are down, the backs are against the wall. He is one of the guys in the trenches who will he'll win the battle first and foremost, and then go play. Um, he won't ever be beaten. Or, you know. He won't ever be outran or outfought. He is a bit of a terrier in, in the midfield. And that leads into the defending. You know, he will, back to the energy levels he brings as well. He, if, if there is occasions where Charlotte, you need to go into the siege defending mentality and defend from the front onwards. That is something that you're definitely going to be getting a lot of a Scott Arfield for, uh, defending from the front, the tackling. He's, you know what it's like, some attacking midfielders or strikers, um, some of their tackles can be like MMA objects. He's not, mm-hmm. he's controlled aggression. And back to why Rangers fans fell in love with him, we, that was a spark we didn't have um, at the time we signed Scott Arfield. It was something new and it was a bit of energy. And he, you know what you know what I like as football fans? It's, we we like to see all the Messi's, the Cristiano Ronaldo's, but day in, day out, the players we fall in love with are the players who put 100% effort in every time. And that's Scott Arfield. What I think um, he will bring to Charlotte is he's, he's a senior player, he's a senior pro, obviously. He's captain for Canada. He's wore the armband a couple of times for, for Rangers. Um, he he will be a model pro for any young players coming through and those um, never say die traits he, that'll absolutely rub off in the rest of the players so he played a little bit with one of our players at Burnley Ashley Westwood have you followed or, or known his I know you're a Rangers person but did you follow them or know about them previously and how they work together yeah I think um you know, under, under Burnley, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I've not really followed Ashley Westwood since he joined Charlotte, but at Burnley, I really liked that Burnley team, and he probably, you'll probably see similar traits um, for Ashley Westwood than to what you'll see with Scott Arfield, because that Burnley team, they were set up, they were hard to beat, first and foremost. They, they, there may be better players against them in the Premier League at that time, the Man City, the Liverpools, they'll never be outrun, but um, that was very... Very uh, testament to Sean Dyche at that time. Um, and I think back to what I remember with that Burnley team, guys like Westwood and Arfield, um, they, they are they will win the dogfight first and foremost. And I think Arfield does really, he does bring the best of um, players like Westwood out of that in term, terms of that trait. So I think Scott Arfield, they'll absolutely love having Ashley Westwood there, somebody who knows he can bounce off of with the kind of the non tangible side of the game. When the Rangers got him, what was the intention? I guess, like you know, when you get when you get a player, you have some expectations. Did he 
exceed the expectations? Did he not meet what they needed? So I think um, my expectations of the time um, when we signed him, so bear in mind we brought on four or five years ago, um, we seen him play for Burnley and it was very much his off-the-ball work that we seen at Burnley because Burnley typically battling relegation, they don't see much of the, the ball in the Premier League. So we knew what we were getting in terms of off-the-ball. I was actually quite surprised with how many goals he popped up for, with for Rangers and how many assists he got. So I think it's something over 200 games he got, just under 50 goals and around 20-odd assists. Mm-hmm. Which for you know a midfielder who didn't start um, every game that was, you know that that was quite good and he popped up with some important goals um, in the cup games against Celtic in Europe. Um, it's that was probably the surprise I I got. Um, you know I, I thought we were going to get this very much industrious player mm-hmm. who's who will be focusing on the defending. But uh, again, how many attacking positions he got himself in? It, it was very very surprising and again endearing. Um, to see like he's, you know, the type of character he was. But I think it's just, um, I think if Rangers were in a better position right now, and we had less of a less of a rebuild, and we're calling it the microbial revolution, and we hope it really is. I think so. Arfield would have been here for another year or two, but it's just um, we've had to move a lot of players on and and, and bring. You know, we've had to sacrifice some some players, um, and you know, I think. It's probably worked out best for, for all parties. It, Scott Arfield moved on and for Rangers and for the player himself, he's probably got to go somewhere he's probably getting more game time. Obviously, you said you fell in love with him and a lot of the fans because of his excitement and energy and his character, which are all good things. How was he in the locker room? How did it show to you all as spectators? Yeah, so it's he's a senior player and um, he's he, he was a leader within the dressing room, no doubt about it. And Actually, on on the gallant view, when we were when we were speaking about the players moving on, um, we we probably say the biggest miss will be Scott Arfield. And bear in mind, we've got Alan McGregor who's just finished his career and he's been the Rangers goalkeeper for you know about twenty two years now. Um, he's a club hall of famer, but the fact that we feel we're going to miss Arfield more than McGregor, I think that really speaks testament to 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 Scott himself. And back to that. You know, back to how he is as a person. You know, he's he's a winner, and he he's already thought about what he wants to do in his coaching career when he um when he finishes up. And you can actually see how much of an influence, how much of a positive influence he has on the players around him. Um, and bear in mind, as fans, we only see it for the ninety minutes uh, on the day on match day. But there's no doubt in my mind that you know how we see him encouraging and demanding the best for his teammates. He'll do that all day every day. For 9 a.m. Monday morning, right through to Saturday match day. Um, I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest uh, compliments that Scott Arfield will give Charlotte. You may not see it all the time on the pitch, but I, I, I'm fairly confident you'll see players, particularly young players, begin to improve under his leadership. If we were to take Scott and say, you know, how would we know? Is successful, or, or what? What is the best Scott is going to look for for us and our team um, this season? What What would you say? Like, if he is firing on all cylinders and he's playing his best best ball on the pitch, what would we see? Yeah, so I think you're pro- you're probably about halfway through your season. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So yep. you know, probably between six 
you know, six to ten goals if he's firing all cylinders because I think um he's been a very good ten to fifteen goal per season midfielder. So for the second half of the season, sixty-seven goals um if he's firing all cylinders, absolutely. And what I think it's important to note is he won't all, I don't think he'll start every game because I think um he's he's starting to um, in his older age, he is starting to develop into a game changer as opposed to, you know, a ninety minute player. Um mm-hmm. there will be games where he starts, but I think just to tell the expectations, thirty four and the type of game he plays where he is very much rough and tumble and a hundred mile an hour. Um he does leave everything on the pitch. At his age he can do that for ninety minutes twice a week. But I think um you you will see him maybe mixing between starting and coming on as a sub, but I think you will get goals. But the goals that he doesn't score, he will have a lot of involvement in goals. And that's not always necessarily a straight assist. Quite often, he will win the ball back in transition and get the ball going again. Um, I think that's, he, he will, whether he maybe get six to seven goals, I think he will be maybe involved to between 10 and 15. All right. On the flip side, if Scott is not playing well, what what kind of things would we see, you know, I guess, from him? Yeah, on his worst days, you'll probably see him doing a lot of running about without any involvement. And again, back to he does um, rely on on the link up. He's not a he's not a natural dribbler. Um, he's he does rely on having a connection with other players. So if the full team are having an off day, he's most likely going to have an off day. You'll still get a hundred percent effort from him, and you know probably those days we'll be back to all defending. But he's he's not going to be the creative spark. He won't grab the ball and beat six players and then, you know, score from 20, 30 yards. That's not the type of player that he is. So it sounds like we're getting a player with high energy, a lot of grit, some experience, leadership, and someone who has that, that motor to, to find the lanes and not afraid to to be commanding in that attack and take some shots. Does that sum up pretty much? Yeah, I think that's a fair summary, Nick. And, you know, you're probably thinking it's weird, like, why is so many Rangers fans uh, there? I think I'm fairly, in terms of Scott Arfield, I think I'm fairly representative to how more Rangers fans feel right now. Um, and it's a, it's probably a weird one why we've not kept him on for another year. But I think it's just out of the context. It's just where Rangers are right now. We've had to make a lot of hard decisions. Yeah, same thing for Charlotte. It's, you know... They want some experience, but they also want characteristics that that Scott has. And if there was a younger player with exactly the same thing, they probably would have picked up the younger player. But, you know, not necessarily. You, you can't get it all, right? Totally. All right. Well, thanks for being on and sharing all that information about Scott Arfield. Thanks very much for having me, Nick. The Charlotte FC podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. We are on Twitter and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast, and you can visit our webpage to listen and learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.